Welcome to Teaching in 10, a podcast from the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning at the University of Northern Iowa. Teaching in 10 provides a space for higher education faculty to share teaching strategies and stories about how we engage students and support student success and well-being in 10-minute episodes. I'm Sarah Montgomery, and I created the podcast Teaching in 10. I'm an elementary education professor in the College of Education and an administrative fellow in the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning at UNI. For this episode of Teaching in 10, I wanted to share a story with you that's been weighing on my mind. I've been sharing this teaching story with colleagues and campus leaders, and I hope that this episode helps further the conversation. So the last semester, spring semester, I was teaching an honors capstone class titled The Science and Practice of Well-Being, Mindfulness, Compassion, and Joy, working with a group of amazing students, uh, really dynamite, clearly very academically gifted and involved on campus in various ways. And during the middle of class, I heard, well, maybe like three-fourths of the way through the semester, I heard a student who was very socially engaged, great at building connections, definitely a leader in so many ways, say to his small table group, you know, I don't talk to anyone in any of my other classes. It's only in this class that I talk to other people. And I thought, okay, there's no way that I just heard that right because he's one of the social butterflies in this group. Is that real? And then a few weeks later, I overheard another student say the same thing about how much they really enjoyed that class for a lot of different reasons, the content, but also the connections that they were building with one another. Students would show up early to class to talk with one another. They'd stay afterwards. They started to make social plans with one another, just were developing new friendships and new connections, both inside and also outside of class. So when I overheard a second student say a similar thing about how they go to their classes and don't talk to anyone. I thought, I've got to get, I got to figure this out. What's going on? So I called a class meeting. I said, all right, we're just going to stop what we've been working on. We're stopping working with this content. Pause. I have a question for you. If you could please just be open and honest and vulnerable with me. I think I've heard a couple of you say that you don't talk to one another in your other classes. Am I hearing that correctly? What What's the scoop? What's going on? And they shared that when they go to their classes, and these students, honor students, various majors, business, education, psychology, computer science, stats, biology, all different spaces and content areas and disciplines and departments across campus. They said that when they go to their other classes, they show up. They sit down, they stay on their phone or their device, they do what they need to do for class, and then they leave. And I thought, okay, but do you really not talk to one another? Like, what if it's a group project or there's a discussion? Well, they said, we we clearly work with people when we have a small group project, but we don't talk about anything regarding our lives or our experiences. We just talk about the task. We talk about the content. That's it nothing more. We leave. Okay. And in this class, they said, you give us a chance to connect with one another through little connection questions I would ask or through trying to make the content personally relevant. So I said, how can you explain to me why you don't talk to other people in your classes? Is this because of COVID, because you were on Zoom, or because you were socially distanced in the classroom, or masks? Like, is that part of the reason? And some of them said, well, you know, it was different to be on Zoom, and maybe we got out of the habit, but even before that, we didn't talk to one another in class. 
So I I will age myself a little bit here. This was not my experience as an undergraduate or graduate student. I wouldn't say that I was the social butterfly of the class or that I always had the most confidence to speak out in whole group discussions. Um, But I would definitely check in with the people that I sat by. Hey, how you doing? You know, did you get that assignment done? Or um, how's your week? Or just a little bit of chit chat here and there to touch base with people and to feel connected. So when I realized that my students aren't doing that, it really kind of weighed on me. And I thought, okay, well, it's got to be different education, right? It's got to be different in my space. In elementary ed, we know how to build community. We know relationship building matters. We know peer-to-peer connection is important. So surely it's not happening in my classes or in my space or in my the major that I help lead and teach. So I asked some students in elementary education and they paused and they smiled and they said, actually, we really aren't super comfortable talking to one another. And in some classes, we do build relationships with one another, like in your class. But in other classes, we don't. It's the same thing. We walk in, we stay in our device, we do what we need to do or do the group project, we leave. We don't actually build connections with one another. So I thought, really? Seriously? And they said, yeah. One student had the courage to tell me that when... I announced how I was putting them in intentional small groups that I call families, where they meet once a week. I did it in the honors capstone as well as this elementary major seminar, upper level senior seminar last spring, and told them they would be with that group for the rest of the semester, working on course content and also building connection and supporting one another and encouraging one another. The student said she was terrified that she thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk to people. I don't, I don't know what that's going to be like. And, and she was kind of worried and uncomfortable. And when I was asking her this overarching question about, you know, making connection and talking in class, it was towards the end of the semester. And as she shared that story about being really worried about her family, she said, but you know what, Dr. Montgomery, I am so grateful that you have put us in these families because I love my family. I love checking in with them every week. I love working on our our um, in-class assignments and reading responses and application activities together. I have really become close with those people, and I'm so glad you helped push me to connect with them. So I want to just open this up to campus and beyond campus to see what all of you are doing, those of you who are teaching and leading, um, to help support these connections. A couple of bits of of research and practice that I wanted to connect to this first is I recently led a book club and then also a follow-up presentation on Dr. Laura Rendon's Senti Pensante book. She's a leader in higher education, especially in the areas of supporting students of color and students um, who are first-generation college students, students from historically marginalized groups. And one key aspect of many in her book and her framework for Senti Pensante pedagogy, sensing and thinking pedagogy, is to help build those peer-to-peer connections, to help create intentional space and time and ways that students can connect with one another because that fuels their success. Another piece of research that I wanted to share is just the emerging data on how detrimental loneliness is for our physical and mental health. Some studies have shown that feeling lonely um, which is is a person's interpretation. They might be surrounded by a lot of people on a daily basis, but still not really feel connected and heard or seen. 
that just that perception, that feeling of loneliness can be worse than physical inactivity and smoking several packs of cigarettes a day to one's health and well-being. And also, our Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, has written a book, and it's about, the title is Together, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. This book came out right as the COVID pandemic began, which was incredibly timely. And in the book, he writes about research on social connection and the impact of social connection on both community well-being and individual well-being. And again, how loneliness can be really detrimental. Then to make it even more personal and local, in the fall faculty workshop here at UNI in August uh, 2022, Dr. Kristen Woods shared some data about demographics regarding the incoming class, the first year students here at UNI that we're so happy to be working with, and how nationally data from that group is showing that, that they're openly reporting that they could use some support building social connections, that that is not something that comes easy to them. And I can only imagine the many reasons why that might be not only the rising involvement with social media and technology, but just what the last couple of years has been like for those students. I don't know how that would have affected me to have been um, an adolescent in the midst of a pandemic. So in no way am I judging them, but when they are nationally on these these large higher ed um, surveys showing that that's something they need support with, then I feel like let's rise up and, and offer that support. So a couple of things that I wanted to share, some tidbits. What I've done in classes since digging into this research and starting to see this pattern and then getting this feedback from these honor students and also my elementary education major students is that in every class I make time to do a connection question um, or some type of small activity that helps them connect with and talk to one another about things beyond class content. And so sometimes it takes three minutes, sometimes five, but every time that I do it, always at the beginning of class, usually, um, it changes the dynamic in the room. The engagement throughout the class time is stronger. Students are awake and they're talking to one another and they're having fun. And we all need more of that. I've also noticed that maybe in relation to these um, connections in class or the connection questions or just the community that we build that I've got students showing up 15 minutes early for class so that they can talk with one another. And that's happening at an 8 a.m. class, if you can believe it or not. I'm almost super surprised. But that's what happened with the honor students, too, is that they would show up really early just to visit, just to connect, just to tell stories um, because they had so many amazing stories and adventures to share. So an example of some of these connection questions that I use, feel free to try them out. Let me know how it goes. Many of these are questions that promote a positive approach or um, kind of an overall optimistic way of looking at things. And that's intentional to try to help get students in the mindset so that they're, they're awake and ready to learn. So here you go. What brings you joy? Giving students a chance to just share one good thing. Working with gratitude, what's something or someone or some experience that you're grateful for? Questions like, what are you looking forward to? Or who's on your team? Who's cheering you on? Who in your life has your back? And I let students know that if you feel like you don't have a lot of folks cheering you on, let me know. I want to be cheering you on more openly and connect you with folks or groups on campus that would be happy to be a supporter or encourager for you. 
I've also gotten them to get out their phones and just pick a picture that they want to share at their tables or with a partner, a photo that brings them joy. And they love that, especially showing pictures of pets. So that's a fun way to make it happen. So I thank you for listening to this episode, for leaning into this idea, and for starting to think more openly about what you're already doing and what maybe you might change if there's room for change or you want to make some changes. I encourage you, feel free to email me or reach out to CETL if there's some things that you're doing in class that are also helping build connection and as a result supporting higher quality of student work, their assignments submitted, timeliness, attendance, engagement, all of these things that we know make our classes and student learning rich and vibrant and um, just really supportive. So if you have ideas, please feel free to reach out or to build on this or even just to let this question sit with you. Is there space in in your class for students to talk to one another? And have you noticed maybe even over the last few years, these changes about students coming to class and not even checking in with one another? So thank you. I appreciate this space. I appreciate all of you. I hope this was helpful. I appreciate your time. Please subscribe and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to tell your colleagues about this podcast. And until next time, thank you for joining us on Teaching in 10 from the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning at the University of Northern Iowa.